So today we start a two-part look at Luke's Gospel, chapter 4. And in verse 22, it says that everybody was pleased. They were all praising Jesus. But by verse 28, they were so furious and were enraged with what he was saying. So, what changed? Get yourself a coffee. Let's talk about it. Hey friends, Father Alan here. Good to see you. Welcome to Sipping on the Sabbath. I hope you had a good week. I've spent pretty much the last four days shoveling snow. We've had a huge, big winter wallop here in Ottawa. I suppose lots of you can identify with that if you're from Ottawa or the province of Quebec or, well, virtually anywhere uh, in Canada at this uh, time of the year. And today it's bone-chilling cold, but at least the sun's out. That, that makes a big difference. So just soaking up those uh, vitamin D vitamins there uh, from the sun. So anyway, this is not a uh, weather report. This is... <laughs> This is Sipping on the Sabbath, a weekly look at the scripture readings. And uh, today we celebrate a special Sunday. It's called the Sunday of the Word of God. And way back in 2019, remember those days, <laughs> kind of pre-pandemic era, 2019, Pope Francis initiated this day. He said that going forward every third Sunday of Ordinary Time, that is this weekend, would be Sunday of the Word of God. And he published an apostolic letter to us called Aperiwit Elis. My Latin's not all that great, but you can look it up. I'll put the, uh, the, the title, the link on the bottom here uh, as I'm talking, so you can look it up yourself. But in his apostolic letter at the time, he wrote the following. We urgently need to grow in our knowledge and love of the scriptures and of the risen Lord Jesus, who speaks to us. He speaks his word. He breaks the bread in the community of believers. For this reason, we need to develop a closer relationship with sacred scripture. Otherwise, our hearts will remain cold and our eyes shut inflicted as we are so by so many forms of blindness. And he puts this Sunday of the Word of God within the context of Luke chapter 24, which we'll get to later on uh, in this uh, year C of our readings from Luke's Gospel. But Luke chapter 24 is the story of the two disciples on the road to Emmaus and also Jesus' appearance to the gathered disciples in the upper room. And this is what Pope Francis says. Before encountering his disciples gathered behind closed doors. Okay, just, just take that, that image, gathered behind closed doors, and just put it over here for a second. The risen Lord appeared to two of them on the road to Emmaus from Jerusalem. This is one of the final acts of the risen Lord before his ascension. Jesus appeared to the assembled disciples, broke bread with them, and, listen to this, amid their fear and bewilderment, so take that, fear and bewilderment, and put it over here with the notion of closed doors, and Jesus opened their minds to understand 
the scriptures. So, do I see any similarities between then and now? Take these ideas here. Behind closed doors, sound familiar? All the limitations we're living under because of this ongoing pandemic, fear, bewilderment, whatever other emotions that we are experiencing individually and collectively as a result of what we're going through. So yes, there are parallels between then and now. And so the conditions by which the Lord Jesus entered into the circumstances of the disciples and opened their minds to understand the scriptures exist today. And I keep saying this over and over again. It's not an original thought for myself. It comes from my former scripture scholar at seminary, now Cardinal Thomas Collins of the Archdiocese of Toronto here in Canada, that scripture is not just about that which happened, it's about that which is still happening. And so our Holy Father, Pope Francis, in initiating this Sunday of the Word of God, that is today, the third Sunday of Ordinary Time, is encouraging us to understand that the Lord is still very much at work. The circumstances that were evident in the time of the disciples are evident now, and so we too can have today a powerful experience of the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit to understand sacred scripture. So what are some of the key parallels that we can expand upon here today? Well, I, I shouldn't need to tell you this, but I came up with three. <laughs> Three. Here we go again. Good thing I don't drink three cups of coffee during these episodes. Right? That'd be that'd be crazy. But anyway, uh, these parallels. The first of all, the first parallel is that the people gathered. Okay. So our first reading today comes from the prophet Nehemiah. Yet another obscure Old Testament saint. Not obscure in the fact that we don't know much about him, but obscure in the fact that we, you don't, we don't hear that name very much, right? Like I'm ordained now. It'll be 28 years in May. I've never baptized someone. Nehemiah, right? But Nehemiah, he's the one who re rebuilt the, the walls of Jerusalem. The people have come back from exile in Babylon. And so he, along with the with Ezra of the priest, Nehemiah was the governor, they, they gather the people together. And what we have in our first reading today is basically an outline for what we would call the Liturgy of the Word at Mass. The people gather, you and I come together at a particular place, on a particular time, the word is proclaimed from a particular place, the ambo or the pulpit, and then either the priest or the deacon, or in the absence of a priest or deacon, if it's a liturgy of the word service, a, a person, a layperson who is commissioned will give the teaching, will break open the word and explain it in such a way that it resonates with our heart, we can apply it to our life, and it is the Lord in the power of his Holy Spirit who is indeed speaking to us. Our Holy Father, Pope Francis, again, in his apostolic letter, he wrote on this Sunday of the Word of God, he said that the Word of God unites believers and makes them one people, since it is the, and I love this title, the people's book. 
The Bible is the people's book. It is our book. Our American friends refer to the White House as the people's house. Well, we have the people's book. The people's book unites us together as a body. And St. Paul talks about that in the second reading that we have today from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He uses the human body to explain the unity of members in the body of Christ, the church. Each of us has our role. Each of us has a function. Each of us is important. Each of us is necessary. We want to belong. We want to know we're part of something bigger than ourselves. And so the Lord is working in the midst of that. And our, our bodies need proper food, need proper hydration, proper rest, proper exercise, proper fresh air, vitamin D, etc. The whole thing for its proper functioning. And so likewise in, in the, the body of Christ, this, the spiritual uh, body of Christ, the, the mystical body of Christ, you and me together collectively, we need to be properly nourished. We need to be properly hydrated. Um, if, you know, in our physical selves, our bodies, we're not eating well, we're not hydrating, well, we're not going to do very well, right? Uh, we have to look after ourselves. I mean, you know, like, I, I, look, at, <laughs> I look after myself, okay? Uh, if you're going to live on pizza pops and freezies, well, you, you're just not going to do it very well, right? So we need to eat good food. Likewise, with the spiritual life, we need to be nurtured. Uh, nourished, sustained, strengthened, challenged even by the Word of God. It is the people's book. It's our book. And St. Paul also, in the second reading here, he says that we are all made the drink of the one spirit. The way that I maintain in my spiritual life, emotional life, physical life, psychological life, is to stay connected with the Holy Spirit. I want to have this connection. And the Holy Spirit desperately wants us to have that connection with himself. And the Holy Spirit will do whatever it takes, apart from taking over our free will, to continually encourage us to draw ever, ever closer to himself. So again, the circumstances that the people in the time of Jesus experienced we are experiencing them now as well. And the Lord was at work then, and the Lord is definitely at work now. And the Lord wants us to understand that it is in the context of community that we are able to hear, to understand, and to respond to the word, his word. And in a gospel today, again, it's the first time we're looking at Luke chapter 4, uh, next week, the fourth Sunday of Ordinary Time, we're going to carry on. Uh, but in, in light of today's gospel account, we see that the Word made flesh, Jesus, the Word goes to the synagogue to proclaim the Word. Now, the Lord is given the scroll, the prophet Isaiah. He finds the place where it says that I have come to set the captives free, etc. I, I just wonder... Kind of wonder, you know, like Jesus, you know, goes to the synagogue. He's the Word made flesh. He's the Son of God. Uh, you know, he's he's asked to proclaim Scripture. He's like, okay, I think I, yeah, I, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen this before. Like, in fact, I, I, I inspired this. <laughs> but I don't think he, 
you said that, <laughs> remain very, <laughs> very humble, right, uh, in, that, in that context. But the gospel says that he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. So if Jesus, <clears throat> who is the Word of God, second person of the Holy Trinity, knew, appreciated, and understood his need for community, well, how much more do we need then to understand our need for community? Jesus was in the custom of going to the synagogue. We are in the custom of going to church. Now I understand in some places with these limitations and whatnot, it's not all that uh, easy anymore, but this too shall pass, okay? This too shall pass, just trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord, right? Uh, but before uh, arriving to the synagogue, Luke tells us that a report about Jesus began to spread. And you wonder what, what was that like, right? Before social media, a lot more peaceful, I guess, you know, about uh, things spreading, right? Innuendo, rumor, whatever, gossip and expectations, you know, but what, what did the people what, what did the people expect to hear? What did the people expect to see? Who did they expect to, to encounter? Did they have the willingness to understand? Right? And again, you know, trying to put ourselves in their shoes or applying the situation to our life now, I, I wonder, you know, I'm, I'm just wondering here, you know, that now that I'm 55 plus, I'm, I spent a little more time <laughs> wondering, I wonder, I just wonder, you know, um, do we, do we want things neutral? Do we want things tame? Well, let's just keep things kind of generic, you know, but, but when it comes to Jesus, that's not true. And when it comes to the word of God, it's not true either. Right? Scripture is meant to move us. Scripture is meant to pierce our heart. Going back to the first reading, it says the people wept at the words. But it wasn't a, a fearful weeping or necessarily a, a sorrowful weeping. I think it was more of a joyful weeping. Because again, they had been brought back from exile in Babylon. They have gathered together they're in the square together as a people for the first time in a long time. They're hearing the word. They're hearing the word of God, and it is having an effect in their life. Their, their hunger, their thirst, their sense of alienation, their sense of being away from the Lord, being away from the people, etc. All that, right? And I just wonder, you know, when, by the grace of God, this whole pandemic is over and the churches are back open again and everything's back open again, etc. You know, well, we just have this whole oh, praise be to God, Jesus, right? And be so grateful uh, for maybe some things we took for granted before. I don't know. Anyway, it's all part of the wondering <laughs> that I'm doing. <laughs> I'm not giving you a weather report. I'm not giving you a wondering report. I'm just trying to share with you what's going on in my own heart, right? And then we have, of course, the, the famous reading from Hebrews that the word of God pierces more surely than a two-edged sword. 
So the Word of God, this Sunday of the Word of God, is meant to really pierce our hearts. So going back to the original question, what changed? How is it that in verse 22, everyone was so pleased, so happy, oh, this is wonderful, and this is great, to verse 28, so I'm going to just knock this guy over the side of a cliff. They were so enraged with what Jesus was saying. Well, this is what Pope Francis says. The word that saves does not go looking for well-preserved, clean, safe places. It comes into our complexities, into our darkness. Today, as then, God desires to visit those places where we think he does not go. God desires to visit those places where he thinks he does not go, or maybe where we hope he doesn't go, or where we're not going to invite him uh, to go. So I think that's part of the change, and we'll see more about this and talk more about this uh, next week. But for right now, we just allow the Lord's word to permeate our heart. Yes, it may challenge us. Yes, it may make us very uncomfortable. But the truth is, it is the Word of God. We can't cherry-pick the words that we like and jettison the words that we don't like. Because ultimately, the Lord, in speaking to our hearts, will speak to our hearts, right? And His message for us is always a message of love. Initially, it might not seem that way. Initially, it may be quite hard may be hard to hear, may be hard to understand, but if I keep in mind the fact that the Lord loves me and what he's calling me to do, what he's inviting me to experience, he's always with me in that, and ultimately it is for my good. Jesus quotes the prophet Isaiah when he's given the scroll in the synagogue in our gospel reading today, and he says, The Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to bring good news. And we can make that personal. The Spirit of the Lord has anointed me. The Spirit of the Lord has anointed you to bring good news to the poor. But I first have to understand how I am poor, how I am blind, how I am captive, how I am oppressed. And that's not always an easy thing. Sometimes we may not want to look at certain parts of our life. I can't see it. It can't see me. I can't hear you. You can't hear me. I see nothing, hear nothing, say nothing. No, put your hands down. <laughs> put your hands away. Sit on your hands if you have to and just allow the Lord to show us and to speak his word of love and encouragement and, and forgiveness to us. Later on, the Lord then said to the people, today, this word is fulfilled in your hearing. It is the hearing of the word. Today, the Lord says. And what is the only day we have? Today. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is not here yet. So is today the fulfillment of this word, this word of bringing liberty to the poor, the captive, the, the oppressed, the blind, etc., is fulfilled in our hearing. 
And so we don't want to live in some kind of, you know, nostalgic past. Oh, you know, things are just so great. Let's just go back to the good old days. You know, Father Bob would say, I lived in those days. He said, they were neither good nor, well, they were pretty old. But he would say, it's just today. Like, what is the Lord doing today? Nor do I want to live in some kind of romantic notion of the future. Oh yes, well, when this or when this or it's today. Today, what is the Lord calling me to today? What is the Lord saying to me today? How is the Lord challenging me today in this scripture and to receive that? Even though it again, it may not be easy to hear it. Maybe this word is not an easy one for you to hear. Maybe you're finding yourself particularly challenged or something is stirring up in your heart or in your, in your memory or your life that you know you need to look at or deal with. I don't know where you're all at. All I know is where I'm at. I'm right here in this room uh, speaking to you, trying to share with you again my own experience, uh, strength and hope because the Lord has done marvels in my life. He is continuing to work on me. Sometimes I wish you wouldn't go so fast, <laughs> give me a little more time, but hey, my timetable, I got to put that aside and say, Lord, what would you have me do? And do what you got to do. And even give the Lord permission to do what he needs to do and to say, thank you, Jesus, even before we know what it is, which requires an awful lot of faith. But hey, uh, the wellsprings of faith are immeasurable, unfathomable rather. So just tap in, tap into that so today let's the lord let's allow the lord jesus to show us our blindness our poverty any ways in which we're captive any ways in which we're we are oppressed and just ask for the grace of freedom because today it is being offered to us in the fulfillment of our hearing so let's let's just make this this our prayer now so, Lord Jesus, we do thank you for the gift of this time, Lord, that you have gathered us together, Lord, in this medium of technology, Lord. We pray, Lord Jesus, that the words that have been spoken today would permeate our hearts. We want to open our hearts, Lord Jesus, open our minds, open our ears, Lord Jesus, uh, to the truth of your word, Lord. Your word is spirit and life, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we know that your word does pierce. It pierces our hearts, Lord. But hey, it's, it's a healing piercing, Jesus, that we avail ourselves of today, coming from you, uh, Jesus. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the ways in which we have been able to gather together, either in person or online, to hear and respond to your word. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would continue to bless these particular uh, ministries. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the communities that we belong to. We pray, Lord Jesus, for our many brothers and sisters, especially, Lord, those who are struggling still at this time, those who are experiencing their own physical, uh, psychological, emotional, spiritual difficulties. Lord, we just want to entrust them all to your continued providence and care that you would speak to their heart, Lord, as you speak to our own hearts. We want to hear your voice, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord, to turn off the noise, the, the busyness, the confusion of the world, Lord, and be more attentive to you 
Jesus, you are the word, Lord, the word made flesh. And you knew your need for community and help us to remember our own need, Lord Jesus. Help us not to take you for granted. Help us not to take each other for granted. And Lord, we do give you permission in your love, in your gentleness, Lord, to show us where we are blind, where we are poor, but yet we falsely think we're rich. Anyways, Lord, in which we are captive. Anyways, Lord, in which we are experiencing oppression. I pray, Lord Jesus, right now, a special blessing and an anointing to come down upon all those who are watching or listening to this podcast, Lord, that right now at this moment, you would begin and continue your process of healing in their life and in my life, Jesus. This is our prayer, Lord Jesus. We make it in your most holy name through the intercession of Mary and St. Joseph, our patron saints and all the angels and all the saints of God's glory and grace. Amen. Okay, well, there you go. No snow shoveling today for me. But it is a bit too fresh to go outside. I'll kind of just sit in the window like an old cat and just curl up. <laughs> Maybe read a book. Anyway, God bless you. Please like, please share, uh, please subscribe, please comment. Uh, I do read your comments. I receive them. I don't have necessarily uh, time to respond to all of your comments, but I, I do get them. I, I do read them. I'm, I'm grateful for them. Thanks for your words uh, of encouragement. Thank you for your continued donations that help make this ministry possible. And I'm already working on some new ideas for Lent. Uh, always thinking ahead, not too far, just letting the Lord kind of inspire and percolate things up in my mind. And he seems to be uh, doing that. So in the meantime, uh, stay caffeinated. Remember that when we're powerless, that's when we're strong and victory is indeed gained through surrender. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.